things are afoot at the Circle K. chosen one to host the show, but hosting is a full-time commitment, and he's been a little distracted lately. Trinity. See what I'm talking about? Listen here, you beautiful bitch, I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. Watch the sass, Captain Sassy Pants. Yeah, you're kind of spazzing out, dude. You haven't answered my question. Yes, I did. You see, what You I... haven't answered my... I'm trying. You just need to let me talk. Why am I here? You shut up. You won't let it. No, you won't let it! I'm the one who talks! Okay, mouth shut! Ears open! You haven't had You do not want to see me get out of this chair! What's up, everybody out there in podcast land? You are listening to Johnny Doe, the host of Strange Things Are Afoot at the Circle K, which is the greatest podcast to broadcast out of a bedroom, out of a house in northern Wyoming. That is true. Today is March 2nd, and the high here is going to be a blustery 1 degrees Fahrenheit, and a negative 17 degrees is the low. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you're in a warmer place than I am. Uh, But I love it up here. I, I love, I don't mind the cold weather. It does wear you down, but no different than summer or anything else. But uh, I enjoy uh, the cold weather. Um. So, I have two official and unofficial sponsors today on this broadcast. NOS Energy Drink. Um, yes, a fan favorite. It is back. Uh, despite what my friend Jeff thinks about NOS, he can eat a ginormous dick because I don't care who they fucked over. I don't care what sponsorship bullshit happened between you and uh, some some race car dude. Uh, because he needs to just get with the get with the program and understand that NOS is a superior energy drink, and uh, he should probably just like put a logo on his car for free. And you should be grateful to be able to do that. Just like NOS doesn't pay for their sponsorship on this broadcast, why the fuck should you worry about getting money from NOS Energy Drink? You should be lucky that they will allow you to represent them. Okay? So, <clears throat> that's a little inside joke, but <laughs> I do like my NOS. Um, and uh, Amadeus Bluetooth speaker. It is not only waterproof. I listen to it in the shower, but it's very portable. And why is it an official, unofficial sponsor today? Because I'm probably going to utilize this Bluetooth speaker to play a clip of a podcast, another podcast. So, have you read the title to this? Um, I'm going to try not to make this a boring political podcast because politics is extremely boring. And people like my wife don't even like to watch the news because politics is extremely boring. And not only that, it's so divisive. No, I don't think there's been, um, since the Civil War, a greater time where there is a huge divide where people want to play that whole identity politics slash team politics, red versus blue bullshit. Now, 
to be transparent, I am not a registered uh, Democrat nor a Republican. I am a registered independent. Well, I was. I'm not registered to vote anymore since I moved here. I have not re-registered because uh, I'll get into that later. But um, most of the time in my younger days, I voted Democrat. And uh, it's really only in the last, you know, probably seven or eight years that I've really even started to lean away from the Democratic Party. I would never consider myself left, but I definitely um, could understand liberal politics and things like that a little bit more. You know, I was pro-teacher, pro-union, you know, things like that. And then as I got older and evolved my thinking, I see a lot of flaws in uh, liberal and Democrat ideology. But now I just say I'm nothing because there's a lot of flaws on the other side as well. And unfortunately, in this country, you have to like pick a team, which is so stupid, instead of just having ideas and let those ideas merit this. But instead, you say, hey, I'm a Democrat, and people automatically go, oh, you're against guns, you're uh, you know, for pro, you're pro-choice. You're for big government. You want affordable health care. You want free college. You know, they 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 throw all the things that they think you should align with politically, and so I hate that. And I I uh, one of the reasons why I registered as an independent, and I think it's important for people to do, is you don't want someone to just look at polls and say, hey, uh, this county here that's about to vote, there's 70% registered Republicans, so we don't even need a campaign there because we know what that outcome is going to be. I think that's that's very dangerous. Just imagine if the entire country was registered independent and they didn't register a political affiliation. Then people would actually have to campaign everywhere. But you even see right now where people are saying, hey, for the 2020 election, there's only like five states that are really up for grabs and politicians are just going to ignore all the rest of them. And it's ridiculous and it's stupid. But I don't really want to make it about those two sides uh, in particular. What I want to say is I want to explain to people why this is an idiot's guide to politics, okay? You can know nothing about politics or be into politics at all, and I'm going to explain Um, Not even from a political standpoint, just from a social standpoint. Why Trump won the election? From the standpoint of someone that always leaned left uh, until recently. And I did not vote for Trump. Like I said, I have not registered since I've been here, uh, registered to vote. So um, I didn't vote for president last time. And I don't regret that. I think it's extremely powerful in a democracy to, to vote. But... At the same time, if there's nobody to vote for that you really want to back, um, I think it says a lot when you have huge numbers of people that don't vote. Um, I understand that there's a lot of people that say, okay, this person's lazy, they didn't vote. That, uh, I'm sure, you know, sure that that comes into play, and I'm sure that you could um, put that on people. That I've definitely not voted in, in certain primaries and things like that just out of laziness, but I really don't care. Uh, I really saw it as uh, Hillary or Trump, no matter wh- who got in, our country was fucked just in a different way. 
Now I, my thinking has evolved. Now I'm glad that Trump won over Hillary. Um, I was completely wrong because I think that Hillary would have been so much worse for our country. Um, and I'll kind of go into that <clears throat> a little bit. But this is why uh, the Democrats and just the left have kind of lost people, especially in the middle of the country, that they're losing people. You know, my wife, I, I, I think I just said that, you know, she's not into politics. You know, she doesn't like it. And she's a school teacher. I would definitely see, say politically, if you had her vote for a bunch of stuff, she would probably, you would think that she leans left. But how she runs her life is very much like I do. You know, I'm, I'm all for equality and gay marriage, um, even things like, um, um, what's it called? You know, abortion laws, um, pro-choice. You know, I'm reluctantly pro-choice because I, I'm a man. I, I think it's it's a cop out to sit there and die on that hill as a man for for abortion for or against because it's not something that we have to it really impacts us to the full extent like it does a woman. And so that's why I always say pro-choice because I don't want to make that choice. I know me personally what I believe and I know what me personally uh, would do in that situation, but it's easy to say when you don't have skin in the game. So that's why I lean toward that. But I I always will lean toward giving people just choice in general. You know, I say legalize drugs, legalize alcohol, legalize all that shit. And then, you know, obviously have some rules and regulations and regulate it. But um, I'm all for more choices for people, for individuals to empower their lives. So where I disconnect and where my wife disconnects is how we live our life is, is we don't look for government or politicians or anybody else to save us. We are trying to work hard and make something of ourselves. And we're constantly looking within to try to fix our problems. What can we do different? Okay. We recently did our taxes and we owe um, about a grand in taxes. And it pissed us off because last year we got a nice tax cut. And nothing's really changed except we sold a house. We bought a house. Um you know, I got a little bit of a raise. She got a little bit of a raise, but we're still in the same tax bracket. Even though we're like, I think we're like $700 from being in the next tax bracket. You know, if we made 700 extra dollars this year, we would have been in the next tax bracket. So next year we will be in the next tax bracket. But so we, we owed some money and we were pissed because we we're like, well, you know, what the fuck? And so we started really looking at it. And, you know, I ranted and bitched a little bit about tax, taxes and government and blah, 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 blah. That took about 15 minutes. And then we sat down and actually from a pragmatic standpoint said, okay, this is what we need to do to make sure uh, next year when we're making a little bit more money to not get hit by the tax man. So, you know, looked at my TSP and different retirement plans and changed my contributions and figure out, you know, fix our W-4s and maybe get a little bit more taken out and and just have less less taxable income and just trying to figure out how to move money around to just uh, relieve the tax burden. I didn't look, uh, I'm not going on these airwaves trying to get tax laws changed or trying to, you know, uh, 
write my congressman or just bitching to everybody like I'm a victim because I hate that. I'm not saying that tax laws are fair. I'm not saying that that there's uh, there's a lot of bullshit that we are paying taxes for that we shouldn't. That's just a fact. But I have little control over that. You know, if it's not election year and somebody's not running on that platform, what can you really do about it? I mean, seriously, what can you really do about it? So at the end of the day, the shit that really is out of your control to sit there and protest something or quit your job and hold up a sign and all, it's its for nothing. That's just my opinion. And so I choose to control what I can control. And I've always thought that for a long time. And I realized that one political party kind of leans toward that a little bit more, you know, and that's why I started to lean a little bit more right as I get older, because I realize that there's so many people on the left nowadays, it wasn't always like this, but nowadays that are just losers and they want the government to come save their fucking life and protect them from something. And they want more regulation, which means more taxes. And they just, and they, and they want free college and free health care never asking how they're going to pay for it never never even caring who the government's robbing to fucking to uh to redistribute that wealth to somebody else and is it fair that jeff bezos has 170 billion dollars and uh, i um you know have to pay $1000 in taxes and and in that affects me a lot more than it affects him if he had to pay a thousand dollars in Texas taxes is that fair well you know what's fair you know is it fair that I have a head of hair and he doesn't I mean break it down there's things that are not fair and that's just life that's just the world and we shouldn't try to legislate fairness okay so I don't want to get back on my soapbox about, I've talked about that a million billion fucking times, but what I'm here cracking the mic about today is explaining to people out there and some of my listeners that maybe they do lean left and I don't hate you. I don't, I don't care if somebody uh, leans that way, as long as they can articulate why, and maybe they have a good reason why. Um, but I'm a big believer in, um, if, if you're trying to, if, if you represent somebody in government, you represent all the people, all your constituents, not just the people that you, that voted for you, all people. And so to me, uh, politics should always be about, you take a little from both sides, you give a little to both sides. But now it's like, hey, if this person's in office, I'm going to give it all to my people and I'm going to take away from all the people that are against me and vice versa. And it's, it's sad. It really is. Um, instead of negotiating something, saying, yes, this is a little bit more of a Republican-led this, but we're not going to completely fuck over the people that didn't vote for this. Um, so this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to play a clip from a podcast that I listen to avidly. It's called Real Time with Bill Maher. And he's a very left-leaning comedian, very left-leaning. And even though I am not left-leaning and I don't agree with most of his stuff, I I can still be entertained and, and like people that don't share everything as far as my point of view. But I'm going to play a, a, a little monologue that he did that kind of, to me, 
Um, really, <laughs> that's my Bluetooth speaker. My apologies. It's going to do it again and again. Go ahead, beep again. There it went. Okay. Um, I'm going to explain afterwards why this, to me, is the number one reason why Trump got elected. And it's the number one reason why he's going to get reelected. Okay. It's this mentality. And more and more people have this mentality. And I, I see a lot of disconnected people on the right and left, but people on the left, especially the far left, they're becoming not just disconnected, but completely unhinged. There's a lot of people that live in a bubble in the Republican side, but they're not disconnected in the same way. I just think a greater majority of the people that lean left are just more, get more and more disconnected almost on a daily or weekly basis. Okay. Now, Bill Maher is a very smart guy. He's a college graduate. Um, he does very highbrow humor is what I would say. He doesn't do dick and fart jokes. He does a lot of political humor and I, and I really do like him. Uh, but I don't agree with a lot of things he says, and he's extremely condescending toward people that live in states like I have always lived in. And so um, that is part of the problem. Now, it's not, I'm not uh, railing on somebody that makes jokes, okay? But I've, I've heard this before, and I'm sure you have too, that for a joke to be funny, there's got to be a grain of truth, right? And it doesn't mean that you 100% believe that. Like if you're going to make a redneck joke about a redneck being stupid, then there's got to be some stupid rednecks out there for it to be funny, right? That's There's got to be something about that. You know, if you say, make a joke about a fat, overweight fighter pilot, it might not be funny because no one's ever really seen an overweight fighter pilot because you can't be overweight and fucking fit in a jet. So if there's if there's not a grain of truth to it, it's not going to be funny. I get that. But it's more the reaction of the audience, not just laughing, but clapping and jeering. And, and, and uh, you'll hear people on the panel him say certain things and people will say, that's right. That's right. Not, you know, because there's certain jokes where you go, ha ha. And there's other jokes going, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is the way it is. And these are people that aren't from the places he's talking about. They don't live there. They're disconnected. And that's what's so frustrating to me is that people don't want to listen. They don't, the, the, the left does not want to listen to the people of these red states. You know, when, when Hillary says the basket of deplorables and Bill Maher says the majority of the people in the red states, they're stupid and they're idiots and they, they don't know what's going on they, in the real world or whatever else that he's saying People get pissed about that and they get pissed about it because you are, it's, it's, it's not that you're not disagreeing. It's that you're being dismissive. And, and when you're being dismissive, have you ever had a, an argument with your wife? I know I have <laughs> not my current wife, but my ex-wife. Okay. And if you get in an argument, let's just say with your significant other, if you're listening to them and they're listening to you, that you can have a rational debate. Um, even a, a a heated argument, but it's never going to get into the realm of disrespect, name calling, and all that most of the time. 
But as soon as one dismisses another point and you're just not even hearing, they're just like, that's stupid. I'm not even going to listen to that. And you just like your perspective or your emotion on this isn't true. It's hard for somebody to really have a rational discussion with you anymore. Then emotions get into it. And once you get emotional in any kind of debate or argument, you might as well just stop because nothing's going to come of it. People just go into their corners and they get defensive. And that's where we're, we're at in this country, where we got the red states, the blue states, and that's how people define themselves. And it's ridiculous because I'm not red or blue. I'm just a person that has different beliefs and they change all the time. Some of them are less likely to change than others. Some will evolve over time. But one thing that we can't do is label people. And it's ironic that the left, which is supposed to be so progressive in accepting gays and trans and minorities and and immigrants, that they love to label. You're a Republican, you're a red stater, you're right wing, you're a fascist. You're th- th- those are all their terms. You know, even people like in the whole trans fight thing, you're a cis privilege, white privilege, blah, blah. They just want to put a fucking label so bad. And it's it's so mind blowing to me in my life that I've seen it come full circle that when I was growing up, I used to see that from the right. You'd see the extreme right KKK racist people. I grew up with a lot of racist people that would put labels on blacks and on Jews and on gays. And I just don't see that anymore. I don't see people not saying that there's not people out there that 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 uh, uh, think that way. There are there. Of course, there are. And, and I hear it from time to time, to be to be quite honest. But I don't hear it even half as much as I hear from the other side being dismissive and bigoted toward, you know, white male privilege, you know, cis privilege, red state, Republican, right wing, fascist, all those fucking labels constantly getting hurled constantly. And they're not using it as a defining thing. They're using it as a derogatory statement. Okay, they're not saying if, if they're calling me a red stater, they're not using that as a descriptive word. They're using it as something that's supposed to be a slight. Okay. So <clears throat> let me play this clip and then I'm going to explain a little bit more in detail the issues that I have with it. The tech company can actually do good. We have a problem in America called spatial geographic inequality, which means that the most affluent and educated people are clustered in just a few cities. Last year, Hillary Clinton said, I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward. Yes, you did. And maybe that has something to do with why Trump voters are obsessed with owning the libs because the libs own everything else. The blue parts of America are having a big prosperity party while that big sea of red feels like their invitation got lost in the mail and they still use the mail. (laughs) They turn on the TV and all the shows take place in a few hip cities. There's no real housewives of Toledo or (laughs) CSI Lubbock. (laughs) 
There are no red carpets in Wyoming, and no one ever asks you, who are you wearing? Because the answer is always Target. <laughs> there are two Americas, and it seems like one is where all the cool jobs are, where people drive Teslas and eat artisanal ice cream. We have orchestras and theater districts and world-class shopping. We have Chef Wolfgang Puck. They have Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Our roofs have solar panels. Theirs have last year's Christmas lights. We've got legal bud. They've got bud. We have anal bleaching. They have Congressman Steve King. The flyover states have become the passover states. That's why red state voters are so pissed off. They don't hate us. They want to be us. They want to go to the party. It's like we're the British royal family and they're Meghan Markle's dad. Now, how do I know this? Because 238 cities and regions submitted proposals to Amazon for the company to locate in their area all desperate for jobs that don't involve guarding prisoners or murdering chickens. And Amazon picked two places that didn't need them at all, places where prosperity already was. Bezos, you're worth $130 billion. Take one for the team. Stop playing cities off against one another and help a dying one come back to life. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for a second. So, you know, that last point, that he made was a valid point in the sense of, yes, you know, maybe you ought to put 25,000 jobs in a city that needs 25,000 jobs, not a city that doesn't. Okay. Now, you know, I understand the economics of it. I understand, you know, not to get balls deep into the whole Amazon thing. Uh, but let's say Amazon wanted to come to Sheridan, Wyoming. We don't even, we only have 18,000 people in our entire city. So, um, you would have to find a city that has, you know, 300,000 people, um, at the very, very minimum. Um, and it would still be tough, um, if you had 25,000 jobs to fill, okay. To find the quality of people that, that, that you want. Um, but I'm, like I said, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into, who should have had it and who shouldn't have had it and all that other stuff, okay? Because it all comes down to tax money and tax breaks and all that shit. But the big thing that I wanted to point out why I stopped it was when he said, they don't hate us, they want to be us. And they want any job, they, they don't have to guard prisoners or kill chickens. You know, there's some truth that, that yes, we want other jobs and smaller communities. But it's not because that we don't want to do the other jobs. We just want options to be able to pay our families or excuse me, pay our bills, support our families. And so, uh, you know, people like him don't understand that, you know, when you're when you're making fun of someone that kills chickens or guards prisoners, 
Uh, someone's got to do those jobs and you benefit from them because you eat chicken. And if somebody uh, isn't in prison and they're a criminal and they break into your fucking house, you're going to be the first one to be pissed because they're not robbing me. They're going to rob your rich ass. Okay. And, <clears throat> you know, we, we all want to pretend like, um, like somehow every city should be like New York or L.A., he talks about we have theater districts and we have orchestras and I'm, I'm sorry, but I live in small town Wyoming and the, and that shit's here. Okay, we have a theater downtown that has plays and has orchestras. It might not be the Philharmonic. It might not be the New York City Opera, but there's there's that shit here as well. To say that there's not culture, there's more culture here. You know, there's Native Americans that have entire stores here. Um, and, and historical landmarks and, and uh, national forests. And how are you saying that that's not cultured? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I live right outside the Bighorn National Forest and just a few miles from the, the first national landmark uh, that Theodore Roosevelt ever protected, which is uh, Devil's Tower in, in, outside Gillette, Wyoming. And uh, one of the biggest, which is Yellowstone, okay, which is on the other side of the state. How, how can you say you're not cultured? Because that's not your culture, and you will bag on somebody that is uh, uh, a elk hunter or somebody that uh, you know runs a ranch, not understanding how important that is to the ecosystem, not only of the land, but of human beings as people that you want to talk about not understanding history, you wouldn't even be here today if there, if we didn't have hunters in our past. You know, we would have never evolved from lower hominids. You're, you're, you're picking and choosing and cherry picking what you want to believe culture is. And this whole, there is no red carpets. There's, you know, no one asks you what you're wearing because it's always Target. I mean, it's, it's that kind of shit that, that uh, it irritates me not from the standpoint of, oh, all we have is Target. Well, for, to be honest with you, there's like three Target stores in the entire state of Wyoming. Target's not big here. We don't even have one where I live. And you could have said Walmart or anything else. That's not the point. The point is that people here are too busy working their asses off to help support the greater good of not only this state but the country as a whole, then they're not they're not so worried about fashion and and uh, what people think of them. You're saying that oh you know we have uh, Chef Wolfgang Puck, they have Chef Boyardee. You know what people have here is uh, most people know how to cook for themselves, and the restaurants that we do have, it has a lot fresher meat than a lot of the restaurants where you go because we see where our fucking food comes from. Do you? So it's just this disconnect that these people from the coast just, just, they don't, they don't understand that 100% of your shit that got to you is by some redneck truck driver that probably grew up in a red state that, L.A. would shut down tomorrow 
if there wasn't truck drivers and train conductors and uh, FedEx deliveries all day long. Regular fucking people that, um, that you think are not cultured, okay? This is the kind of elitism that will make sure that people like Trump will always get elected because in the communities like this, we're not trying to be New York or LA. Of course, there's lots of places, lots of smaller dwindling towns that they want some viable economic um, opportunities. But it's not because we're trying to be fucking Paris or France or, uh, or, or London or New York or some major metropolitan bourgeois bullshit. People are just wanting more opportunities to pay their bills and enjoy their life. Our quality of life here in a place like Wyoming is so much more than what my quality of life was even in a small metropolitan area like Kansas City. Small in the sense of when you look at the biggest cities in the country, it's probably not even in the top 30. But it's a big city compared to where I'm at. And I can tell you right now, a lot of my life was just wasting away in traffic, going to, going back and forth to work or being stuck in wet rush hour. You know, where I live now, the, the speed limit is 30 miles an hour everywhere in town. And you can get on from one side of the town to the next in, in 10 minutes. And nobody's in a rush. Nobody's, you know, uh, you don't have traffic jams. I shouldn't say that during tourist season, all the people from New York and LA and California and, and, uh, Texas and Colorado and, and every other state fucking comes here, which, uh, might help our, out our economy a little bit, but it definitely gets irritating because, uh, our population doubles in the fucking summertime. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's that elitism that people are sick of that elitist point of view that Hillary Clinton had where Donald Trump, yes, he is an elite New York fucking real estate mogul. But he at least talks the language of the people that he's trying to get votes from. Where Hillary Clinton is trying to play that she is better than all those people that she's pretending like she wants to help. But if liberals are serious about winning elections, they have to start recolonizing the parts of the country they've abandoned. Mississippi is the poorest state in the country. Amazon could buy the whole state and rename it Amazippi. <laughs> If we keep leaving the red states behind, they're going to keep getting angrier and crazier. Because if you're not invited to the party, the next best thing is to throw a turd in the punch bowl. (laughs) As opposed to what happens when Amazon moves to West Virginia. People get better jobs that don't give them black lung. The locals meet people of different races and backgrounds and sexual orientations, none of whom kill them. They find out gays don't ruin anyone's marriage, but they do improve the karaoke scene. (laughs) 
a yoga studio opens up, then an art gallery, a, a gym that admits women. <laughs> then one of those trendy bars where inside looks like the outside. <laughs> Asians come and open a Chinese restaurant, and then Jews come because there's a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> And before you know it, there's legal weed and decent health care, and the schools are teaching science again. All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Sanger Theater in the Okay, funny jokes in there. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of those that I enjoy. But you can also see that there's definitely a sprinkle and a hint of just this elitist point of view that somehow, uh, you know, terminology like recolonizing places like Mississippi or uh, wherever that he's in and that he could have inserted any community there. And, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's a little disingenuous for people like him um, that, that that's the disconnect is that when you're making fun of coal miners and how stupid they are, why don't you just get another job? That just shows how little empathy that you have, that you're really trying to under, not understand the culture and how these people grew up and and the jobs that are available and, and uh, that you can't just uh, decide at 50 years old to just, I'm going to go work in Silicon Valley. And the people like him that talk about Teslas and they talk about um, solar energy and all that shit, they're still, they don't even realize how much of their power actually comes from coal or gas. Or you might take a Tesla to the airport, but what kind of fuel's in that fucking plane, you idiot? Okay? And you're flying all over the country for your comedy shows while people here are using fossil fuels to actually fuel or actually make products that benefit society as a whole while you're just being a comedian. And you can say, well, people need entertainment and blah, 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 but you are literally flying all over the fucking country and using 10 times the fuel that I use in my combustion pickup truck driving to work every day back and forth for a year. Probably you you probably use that fuel in a month in your you know flying from city to city. That's the disconnect, and we're so stupid here, right? That we don't get it. Well, see, that's what the 2016 election showed everybody is we might not have gone to Cornell and studied fucking social science or women's studies or had these fucking degrees and. Uh, bullshit, you know, political science. But people understand hypocrisy. And they understand what their connection to the greater world is. And, you know, one thing that I can say about the red states is, and just Republicans, is money talks. And if you came in and you started a fucking solar plant next to the fracking plant and the solar plant paid twice as much and they could sell that energy for twice as much, fracking would go out of business within a month. And same with the coal mines. But instead, 
people get on their high horse and they don't want to look at it pragmatically or economically and say the price of coal versus what we get out of it is still powering a, a large majority of this country and keeping your fucking TV on and your lights on and the ability for you to shop at your artisan fucking coffee houses and all that bullshit. And we, know, we understand that even if you don't. And you want to believe, you want to believe that life can exist on this planet the way that it does with solar and Teslas. And nobody will ask, no, none of those people that are driving that shit will ask, where are these batteries going when this Tesla, when I trade it in for the new model? Where's it going? What, how many of those batteries are going to be in fucking landfills? For every combustion car that is rotting away in a junkyard, just imagine that. Just imagine that with these fucking batteries in them just soaking into the fucking earth. But, but you won't because that doesn't fit the political narrative of you being this elite intellectual and I'm just this retarded redneck from a red state. And so those are the things that the, these are the reasons why you, you keep losing. It's not because of gay rights. Most people don't give a shit one way or another. It's not even abortion, even though it's a little bit more probably there's, there's some passionate people on both sides. It's not about um, some of those things you think that, you know, racism or, or, you know, trying to keep other people down. It, it's not about that. It's really about economics. It's about trying to take away someone's right to make personal choices and if you want a different personal choice, then it's people's job to give them a viable option. It's, it's really that simple. It really is. And so that's probably the number one disconnect that I see between the right and the left, especially people that live in bigger cities, is they have this pompous and arrogant attitude like that they are somehow doing something for society. In the meantime, they're telling everyone else how to live, but they keep their lives ultra secret. You know, they're, they're doing all kinds of fucking stupid shit, selfish shit, self-absorbed shit. And they are consuming far more than they're producing. And when you lean on so many people in this country to do all the producing, but they can't afford to do much of the consuming, you're going to have a disconnect where people just say, fuck you. I'm going to make sure that you never get into office. That's how Trump can be, a, can be a borderline racist. He's definitely sexist. He's definitely narcissistic. He's not very bright in a lot of ways. He's not articulate. He's not well-read. He's um, extremely naive about a lot of things. And I will still vote for him over someone like Bernie Sanders who talks about giving free shit to people for no reason. About trying to just erase student debt 
when no one forced somebody to go and get $100,000 worth of student loans. That was a choice that you made. And now that you don't like that choice, you want it undone. Those are the things that people notice and they go, oh, I might be this dumb coal miner, but I'm smart enough to know that's fucking stupid and I'm not going to vote for that. Why don't you start with showing how you're going to pay for some of that shit? Because it's real easy to just say that you're going to do a bunch of shit to get some votes, but it's going to crash this economy and crash this country when you try to do that. You cannot legislate fairness and equality because it doesn't exist. Just like when you look at places like New York and LA, they are completely unequal in how much they consume versus how much they produce. Let me read you a little something when you go, like I said, this is an idiot's guide to politics. And you go, okay, left wing, right wing, I don't know what the difference is. I don't understand it. And to be honest with you, you're probably better off not knowing and just not trying to align yourself with either one. But I'm going to explain to you kind of what the fundamental difference is between the left wing and the and the right wing. And, and I want you to listen to their stances on different things. And this, you could fact check this and, you know, make sure that I'm not just leaning one way or another. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we're going to kind of compare them. Okay, so, you know, the biggest difference is one centers around the rights of individuals versus the rights and powers of government. Can you guess which one likes which? Well, left wings or liberals, they believe that society is better served with an expanded government. They like government knows better and they can tell people and legislate people what to do. Now, people on the right, they think the best outcome for society is achieved when individual rights and civil liberties are paramount Um by giving them the opportunity to kind of, the market will correct things, right? If if there's money to be made in curing cancer, then someone's going to come up with a fucking cure for cancer. You don't need to legislate that. And the biggest thing that right wing, that they, they think that they definitely need to put, a, put government in check and, and minimize their regulations. Um, now, I'm going to do a little comparison chart, okay? And I found a good website that kind of showed um, that showed the liberal and conservative perspective kind of in a nice little, I don't want to say a Venn diagram because it's not, but it'll, it, it kind of shows different categories. And it really didn't show where they intersect, though. Okay, so economic policies. Income equality, higher tax rates on the wealthy, Government spending on social programs and infrastructure, stronger relations on business. Who do you think that is? Well, that's definitely the Bernie Sanders type, the, the left. Okay, so let's break that down. Income equality. What does that mean? Well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they want people to have uh, an equal 
right to pursue something. Because most people, I think, are for that. It's even in our Constitution, okay? Uh, we, we want those freedoms to pursue happiness. No, income equality means equality of outcome. Is that they want to make sure, let's say you worked your ass off, uh, your buddy over here, buddy A, said, I'm going to open a donut shop and buddy B opens a donut shop at the exact same time and they both are in business for two years. Now, at the end of two years, Buddy A made $2 million in profit and Buddy B is $100,000 in the hole. Well, we don't know what Buddy A did different than Buddy B, but guess what? Buddy B happens to be a minority or a woman. And so it's not fair that this white male made more money than this minority or this woman. And so we need to we need government to come in and regulate something to show that he can't that that if they both have donut shops, they both need to make the exact same amount of money. And I know that's kind of an archaic example, but that's kind of what it is, is that they want to sit there and try to figure out, well, if that woman made less than the man, it had to be because she was a woman, not because that buddy A over here worked his ass off. And one thing I didn't tell you, I forgot to tell you that 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 the donut shop, you know, buddy A over here, he worked 80 hours a week, 120 hours a week and invested more money and and uh, had a better product, um, understood expansion and growth. Um, bet, bought better ingredients. And Buddy B over here, um, they had shitty customer service, not very good donuts, uh, was only open four days a week. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, the right wing believes in lower taxes as far as economic policy, less regulation on business, reduce government spending, and balance the budget. Now, they used to <laughs> think that you are not going to see very many right-wing conservatives in politics that are trying to balance the budget. It seems like a thing in the past. But lower taxes are definitely... Now, what happens when you lower taxes? Hey, I'm going to take less money away from you. Well, then the government doesn't have as much money to run. And so they have to start getting rid of shit. And I can tell you right now, I'm a government employee. I'm in the military. And I can tell you there's a lot of bloat. There's a lot of things that you could definitely do without. Okay, there's a lot. And I always think of it like if this was my business, would I be spending my money like this? And there's things every single day at work that I would think I would not make this decision if I was a business owner. But because it's the government and they kind of get a blank check, they know that they don't need to get a return on their investment. And so they spend money very willy nilly. And I know they do that in the military and I'm sure they do it in other branches of government too. Now, healthcare policies, of course, uh, the liberal left believes that the access to health care is one of the fundamental rights to all citizens, just the right to health care. Support individual uh, universal health care, Affordable Care Act, expansion, Medicare, Medicaid, all that good stuff. Now, I understand from an ideology standpoint, yes, I do, I do believe this is something where I tend to lean a little bit more left because I don't believe now health insurance and health care um, Health insurance and healthcare are two different things, in my opinion. I, I do think there should be, um, that's that's something that should be built in is is a certain level of healthcare. 
Now, it doesn't mean everybody should get high-level health insurance for free or whatever, but I think there should be a certain level of health care that everybody in a place like America should get, okay? Now, right-wings, right-wing people are definitely opposed to government-provided universal health care, Affordable Care Act, favor competition to Medicare, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, why competition is important because that that is what regulates prices and what's what regulates um a lot of different things. Healthcare is just, here's the thing that I think is the biggest problem with healthcare. And I don't know if this is right or left. You, you guys tell me here's, here's the problem is I don't think healthcare should be monetized. Okay. I I don't, I don't, I don't think someone should make money off, off sick people. I think it should be something where, um, you know, you got to like right now I went to the dentist to get a crown. I had to get a crown removed and replaced and now the insurance company is fighting with my dentist not wanting to pay for it because they don't believe it should have been done. The procedure should have been done. But the dentist, I mean, I had an affected tooth and I know it should have been done. But the insurance company, they're trying to get the most bang for their buck. They don't want to pay for anything if unless they want to absolutely know that that's what should have been done. And so they want to know, well, why'd you buy the crown from this company and not this company? Well, this company's better. Well, you should have went with the cheapest. So now my healthcare, which I'm supposed to have this great healthcare, because um, I'm in the military, and they're sitting there and nickel and diamond me, and I get free healthcare, right? Free healthcare. It shouldn't even be up for fucking debate. If I have an infected tooth and the crown is faulty, I get a new fucking crown. But they want to sit there and nickel and fucking dime and they're fighting it. And it's been going on for two fucking months. That's one of the reasons why I'm against socialized healthcare. So I know that that's not the fix just to take all money out of it and socialize it because I already have that in the military. Okay. Um, I know that that's not the, I know that's not the problem, but I can tell you, or I can tell you that's part of the problem, but I can tell you when I had this done on an army base because I went to a civilian dentist this time. An army base, they don't even fucking give a shit. They just do it. Now, they might get the cheaper crown and the cheaper procedure and all this stuff, but but they'll fix it as many times they need to fix it. Where when you go on the civilian side and you're using um, health, you know, government health care on the civilian side, now they want a low ball. That civilian wants a certain quality of work and the government says, no, we don't want to fucking pay for that. And that's the that's the problem is I'm stuck in the middle just wanting my fucking tooth fixed. And these motherfuckers have been fighting. And since this happened the day after Christmas, it's now March 1st and it's still not resolved. That's fucking bullshit. That's stupid. That's dumb. That's where people have the argument of, you know, like the UK system or the Canadian system or whatever, where you just walk in, get a procedure and fucking walk out. That's where they have a valid argument. So I think it's broke on both sides. I think there definitely needs to be um, a better alternative to paying a, a, an absorbent amount for health care, but you get really good health care, or you don't pay very much, but you get shitty fucking health care, right? There should be some something else uh, that the richest country in the fucking world should have a certain level of health care for everybody. Okay, immigration policy. Of course, you know, left wing wants a pathway to citizenship. Right wing, it believes in no amnesty. Okay, so, you know, it really comes down to the fundamental principles of this. You know, if you believe in amnesty, 
you you don't believe in the laws that we have. You you might as well just have open borders because if you have laws, you need to enforce those laws. And that's that's where I start to get disconnected from the left wing people is because they are like, oh well, this person was smart enough to find their way in here illegally. Um, oh by the way, they don't call them illegal aliens; they call them undocumented aliens, which is preposterous. That's another thing the left loves to do is redefine what language means, okay? Illegal means simply that they broke the law coming into this country. That's a simple fact. You can call them undocumented, but they don't have documents because they're here illegally. Do you understand that? If I don't get a driver's license and I drive around and I get pulled over, I'm not an undocumented driver, okay? I broke the law and I am driving illegally. They will say that. You are committing a crime because you are, it's called driving without a license and it's a misdemeanor, okay? It will say that. Non-moving violation, misdemeanor offense, driving without a license. That's breaking the law. Should I just tell that cop I'm just undocumented? <laughs> okay? It's so fucking preposterous. But that's what I'm talking about. Is it's like, I will listen to your fucking arguments all day long about immigration reform and all this other shit. But when you, we can't even agree on the language, that's when I just say, fuck you. I, like, I give a shit. I'm already here. I don't give a fuck about immigration laws. I really don't. It doesn't affect me. I don't care. Okay. What I do care is the enforcement of the law or at least get rid of the law. So, so whatever. Just tell me, are we going to let everyone come here or are we going to let no one come here? Or is it something? But instead, we have this quagmire where certain people get in and get to stay and other people get deported and there's no rhyme or reason. That's stupid. Okay. That is the dumbest fucking thing. And you want to talk about a waste of taxpayer money. What's the point of, of, of spending all the money to enforce these laws if they're just going to come back anyway? We got to figure this out, you know? Um, that's where there's there's so much to be gained in the in immigration policy, no matter if you're a left wing or right wing, because nobody's figured it out yet. It is somebody just has to have to, a, a clear cut thing. That's why I support the border wall thing when Trump was running, I thought was the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. And I kind of still do. But I want somebody just say, this is what I say, and I'm just going to go with it. Um, and we just, I'm going to just stick with this policy of we're going to build a wall and enforce our fucking laws. Okay. I can go with that. At least someone's making a decision instead of for years and decades. It's just this open fucking border of just like, we'll talk about it, but no one's really going to fucking do anything. And we'll enforce it certain days and not enforce it other days. And it's just this weird fucking thing. I mean, I lived in Western Kansas where our population was was over 50% Hispanic. And uh, this one of the school districts I used to teach in was 74% of my students were Hispanic. And during parent-teacher conferences, most of the parents didn't speak English. And, and that's not hyperbole. Most of them could not speak English. I say again, most of them could not speak English. I had to have an interpreter. That was a job at the school district in Kansas. This isn't El Paso. This is Kansas. And to sit there and fucking say that somehow you're a racist if you question why a large percentage of your community doesn't speak the, the native language of the fucking country, 
Yeah, you're, you should suspect that maybe those people are here illegally. Why is that? Un- and it's so, we just have to walk around and just pretend like, oh, these people are fucking here uh, legally, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm not going to ask any fucking questions or someone's going to call me a racist. Is that not wrong to fucking ask? That just shows how disconnected people are and how ignorant they are to just how the world works. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You, as an American, I want you to go to another country and just try to overstay your visa. And I want you to see what happens. I promise I don't care what country it is. I do not care. Pick it. Third world, second world, first world, pick it. They're not going to be happy that you're overstaying your visa. Promise you. They will fucking kick your ass out of that goddamn country. Or they're going to throw you in fucking jail. You pick. Not too many countries just like, nah, you can fucking stick around. And we're going to have people hire you, and you're going to be able to buy a car. You're going to be able to get a driver's license, social security card, oh, birth certificate. We don't give a shit about that, but we're going to give you all the other documents you need to live here and not pay any taxes. No, 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 no. Now, you can pay taxes if you want, you know, um, and, and there's, and there's, we're going to give you a pathway to, 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 to get legal, um, because you broke the law for so long, we'll just go ahead and just give it to you. I mean, can you imagine if that's the way it was? It's like, well, you've been stealing from this company for 20 years, but we haven't caught you yet. So we're going to go ahead and just fucking just pretend like it never happens. Like you got one over on us. Good job. Good on you. Okay. All right. Education policy, left-wing favors, you know, free public education and now free college apparently. And right wing believes in choice. They don't have anything against public education, but they're a little bit more for like the voucher system and private schools and competition. Here's the big thing. Uh, Right wing is usually a little bit more about competition. Let the best school win. Okay. Let's put a private school, a public school, our charter school, a magnet school, and homeschools all in the same playing field, and you choose. And economics will determine, based on productivity of the product that comes out of those schools, who comes out on top. It's that simple. That's basic, fundamental economics, okay? And guess what? Economics does not care about being fair. But it also doesn't care about your race, your gender, your sexuality. That's just the simple fact, okay? You can be a gay, uh, or I shouldn't even say gay. You could be a trans, uh, gender fluid, uh, Iranian uh, Scientologist in the middle of fucking uh, the, the sticks of Tennessee. And if you have a business that people want to be patrons of and you have lower prices and better quality and uh, stellar customer service, you're going to make money. That's what I love about America. And you can't tell me that, oh, well, there's people that aren't going to shop there because you're a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and there's going to be 20 other people that shop there because you have the lowest prices and they don't give a fuck. That's what's great about this country. Economics will, will... is the the level the leveler okay it levels the fucking playing field when it comes to that kind of shit okay 
Views on abortion, I think every retard fucking knows that left wing wants to kill all the fucking babies. Right wing wants to save all, save them all so we can later enlist them in the military so they can go die in a fucking war. <laughs> That's how I like to break it down. No, but, you know, left wing is a little bit more pro-choice. Right wing is definitely a little bit more religious, high on their horse. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a interesting debate. You know, I think that there just needs to be a little bit more education on the front end with birth control and shit like that. There's always going to be people that don't want babies. And uh, one of the biggest reasons why I'm still pro-choice, even though I do think you're killing a baby, I do think that, is that um, what's worse than killing a baby that doesn't even know it exists yet is uh, raising it and not loving it and being a terrible fucking parent. And uh, that doesn't do anything as, as society. I'm not even looking at the individual. I just look at it from a society standpoint. Like I said, if you want, that's why everyone should have, should focus on their own personal lives first. Because I promise you in my sphere, uh, sphere, my sphere of influence, it will be a non-factor when it comes to abortion. I will take personal responsibility and accountability for me and my wife and what we do. I don't need the government's intervention to tell me yes, no, whatever. Now, if everybody did that, just took a little bit more responsibility for their own lives, it would be less of an issue. Boom, truth bomb. Okay, we're almost done here. So two more big things. Left wing, gay rights. Now, this is very, I guess, more, I think this is changing. You know, of course, left-wing people are anti-discrimination when it comes to they support gay marriage and just rights of LGBTQ plus whatever Um, against workplace discrimination. Now, see, this is I don't know that right-wing people are for discrimination, um, but generally opposed to gay gay marriage, opposed to certain anti-discrimination laws because they believe such laws conflict with certain religious beliefs, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's mainly the religious people that have issues with certain things. And to be honest with you, most people don't give a fuck. You have to allow people to evolve. I've said this on this podcast before, you know, uh, to get rights of women or blacks or other minorities took decades, if not centuries. Um, and gays, it took, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, once it really people understood what gay people were. And uh, and now trans rights, it's going to take half as long. And and people just don't understand this. Like sometimes you got to let people evolve and it's not going to happen overnight. And I, I think more and more people are accepting of, you know, especially gays and uh, even like trans and all that stuff. Where it gets convoluted is where you're trying to use the government to force someone's hand. Me as an individual, if I say I don't want uh, X, Y, or Z, um, I don't want to um, use the example of the of the uh, the bakery that didn't want to make the wedding cake for a lesbian couple. You know, I don't see what the problem is. I don't understand in a, in a free society where I'm not free to be a bigot. I'm not free to fucking discriminate. 
Okay, here, here's the easiest way. I want you to, I'm gonna break it down like this. Now listen very closely. Why is it okay for me as a patron that I can be racist, sexist, I could be bigoted and say, I'm not gonna shop here, but I'm gonna shop there. That guy is a Jew, so I'm not shopping at his suit store, I'm gonna shop at this suit store. I can do that all day long, and no government entity will fucking tell me any different. But now, if I'm the owner of that store, now my hand is forced, and I have to, I have to serve everyone equally, even though as a patron, I can pick and choose. Well, I say if you're running the business, you can pick and choose because like I said, economics does is colorblind. Economics doesn't care what sexuality you are. Okay, the free market will determine. And if there's a bunch of people that don't like that you will not sell or make a cake for a gay and lesbian couple, you will go out of business. That's just bad business. If you're an entrepreneur, it's just bad business. But if you're gonna fucking get on your high horse because of your religious beliefs or whatever else, more power to you. If you go, I don't want to serve black people, more power to you. Watch how quickly you go out of business. I promise you, it will not be good, okay? We don't need protesters. You don't need the government to come in and sue you. You don't need the Anti-Defamation League to come in and fucking shut your business down because it'll be shut down because people will stop shopping at your fucking store. That's just how the world works, okay? Because you're not... It's it's whoever gives the best service, and I can tell you right now, there's places I don't shop because I didn't like their attitude, or there's places that I go, well, fuck them, man. I'm not. They gave me a bad product. It's the exact same thing. If they were fucking assholes, or I didn't like what their message was, or they were bigoted against me, you think I'm gonna shop there? I mean, you really think that I'm gonna? And I know what you're saying. You're like, well, in some places, there's only one cake shop. Well guess what? Then maybe you ought to open your own fucking cake shop. That's just the way the world is. You have power to choose or you have a power to say, I don't want to serve these people because it's always about like the gay and lesbian or race, but nobody ever says, Hey, this person, uh, was a Nazi sympathizer and they wanted you to make a cake where it showed Hitler putting a Jew in an oven and uh, as the little cake topper. But if somebody says, I'm not making that, then oh, oh, social justice. Yes, you punch a Nazi in the face. You know, if, if you believe in the Constitution, you believe in freedom of speech and freedom of expression, that means you have to defend speech that you don't like either. And I'm willing to have to listen to people that I fucking can't stand and even borderline hate i rather listen to that or have to ignore it than take the person's right away. Because I will tell you right now, if someone is racist or sexist, what's better than shutting them up is letting them talk. Because they will talk so much that people go, holy shit, that person, I'm not going to believe what they believe because that guy sounds like an idiot. They, they shoot themselves in the foot. It's better to let those people talk. Trust me. But we're getting to a point in our country where people are scared to say certain things. Now you don't know who the racists are, who the sexists are, who the rapists are, who the bigoted people are, who the, you know, the condescending cunts of the fucking world. They're, they're, they have a cloaking device on now where it used to be some boss would slap his secretary in the ass and social 
the society would weed those fucking people out if you had strong employees that fucking stood up against that shit, right? I'm not saying that you should allow people to do that. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is let people express themselves and once they reveal what type of business they have, what kind of person they have, you can use the almighty power of the dollar. If someone runs a business and they're a fucking bigot, like I've told this story on this podcast before, I had a a very close friend when I was growing up that happened to be African-American. I should say black because African-American, he was not from Africa. Um, He was American and he was black. African-American. I'm not fucking German, Polish, American, and he's not African-American. So he was black. I shouldn't say that he is black. Uh, and back then he was, I just need to tell the fucking story. So, uh, Randy was wanting a job at the restaurant that I worked at and my boss would not hire him because he was black. I'm not going to get into the whole story. Uh, but once I revealed that to him, that that was the reason, and I wanted to know if he was like pissed, and I was like, what are you going to do about it? And he was like, oh, I'm going to go work somewhere else. Because why the fuck would I want to try to be a good employee and make this guy any money if he didn't like black people? And if you change the law to fucking say, um, you have to force him to hire you, then I'm going to be treated like shit. He's going to look down upon me, and I still got to make that guy money. So what's that law protecting? That law is protecting that guy and and it almost enslaves me to fucking make him money and still get treated like shit. Maybe he he will do it more backhanded or he'll be more condescending. It won't be like he's going to call me the N-word to my face, but I'll know and he'll know that he didn't like me and there just won't be any fucking proof. It's so much better for him to scream the fucking N-word in, in public when he's... Uh, interviewing this guy in the middle of his restaurant and all the patrons can see what type of person this guy is. Hey, have you noticed that there's no blacks working here? This guy, I I wonder if he's racist and people just stop coming. But instead, there's laws that protect him or protect other people or whatever brush you want to paint it with. And then he has minorities working there and you just don't even know what type of fucking business that he actually runs, where he's oppressing these people, maybe cutting their hours, maybe fucking with them a little bit, but there's nothing you can prove. See, that's what's important is you want to fucking put a spotlight on those people that are racist, sexist, bigoted. You don't want to protect them. You don't want to put them in their shell where they still have these thoughts and ideas, but they're just not going to express it because uh, you know they don't want to get their hands slapped. No, I want them out there. I want them revealed. And so economics will fix that. And so we'll see what people really think of gay and lesbian rights or black rights or whatever um, minority that you're talking about, women's rights. If you have a business, say men only, women only, blacks only, whites only, you're going to find out real fucking quick. And I promise you in 2019, that business probably won't stay in business very long, even in a place like Wyoming or Mississippi or fucking Texas or whatever else. And more than anything, that business owner will understand the economics. He's not making or she's not making as much money as they could if they would sell to everybody. That is how you educate people through 
hitting him in the pocketbooks. Okay. And so, um, you know, the last thing that's left and right wing that's different, um, is gun rights. Okay. That's a big separating thing, especially in this part of the country. Okay. Of course, gun laws versus, you know, strict gun laws versus, um, you know, kind of loose gun laws, or if you're really left wing, taking away people's guns or just abolishing things like AR-15 or handguns or high capacity magazines or whatever else. And that's, you know, it's, it's, I'm kind of on the fence about certain things because I'm, you know, being in the military, being in the infantry, being a squad designated marksman, being in the sniper section, I understand that you don't want an unqualified person buying a high-powered rifle of any kind, no matter if it's a fucking bolt-action, semi-auto, or whatever else. But the but the narrative is is still this: is that the people on the left are so uneducated about firearms because they still talk about ARs as being assault rifles, and that's not what AR means. Okay. It's, it's the, uh, the company that started the whole AR as an Armalite rifle, okay? It's not an assault rifle. That's not what it means, all right? Now, on the right side, people will say, you know, like the left will say, well, these, these things are, are made and manufactured for one thing and one thing only for killing people. And the right will say, well, you know, cars kill people all the time. But that's not what they were designed for. C- can we just go ahead and be honest here for a second? When you're talking about an AR-15, it was not designed for hunting. It was designed to shoot and kill human beings. Okay? Now, I I don't have a problem with that because it's a self-defense weapon. Okay? And it's not the best home defense weapon, but it's self-defense. If I don't know if someone's going to try to invade my fucking property. I don't know if the foreign army or my own government's going to try to take my fucking property away from me. That is the whole point. And you could fucking say all you want about, well, the government, if they wanted your guns, they can come get them and blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, but I've actually fought in a war where we had every technological advantage on the fucking planet, no matter if it's training or aircraft or GPS or night vision, and the enemy still took it to us from time to time with just regular small arms weapons. And so to sit there and say that it's a bullshit argument that we could keep the government from uh, oppressing us, that's, that's not true, okay? We could, and, and we can. And that's why our founding fathers put that in the Constitution. And if you want to hunt, if you want to target shoot, whatever, as long as you're being safe and we have sensible gun laws that say, hey, if you buy this, you might need a certain amount of training, okay? And and, it, and maybe even make a law where you say, you can buy it, but you have a year to get this certification, no matter if it's like a concealing carry or it's a hunter safety course or whatever else. And after that year, if you don't send in that document or you can't prove that you've been trained on it, then we're going to repossess that weapon, give your money back. Oh, you know, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying I... I'm open for the conversation for anything like that because I do believe that people need to be a little bit more trained. And uh, in places like here in Wyoming, kids grow up around guns and you just don't see any accidental shootings or mass shootings because people are educated, all right? It's, it's, it's 
completely ridiculous that the people that are trying to legislate guns know nothing about them. And that's more of that liberal left elitist mentality that they think that we're too stupid to realize what they're doing. No, we're smarter than you think we are, okay? And when you're talking about background checks or this or that, if it's not smart legislation and it's taking away the freedom of a regular person, a law-abiding person to have a gun, it's not going to fucking pass. It's not going to go through. And when, when people on that side of the aisle, when they start getting a fucking clue about that, now we can have a real conversation about real gun safety and legislation because it's not predicated on taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. You guys need to realize you can't start from that point. You can't. You can't start from the point of you didn't do anything wrong, but we're going to take this away from you. I don't give a shit if you agree with why someone wants a gun. Well, that's a stupid reason to have a gun. What do you need a gun like that if you're just a hunter? What do you need? It doesn't matter why I fucking want it. I'm a goddamn American and this is in the fucking constitution. And if I want to have it and I'm not breaking any fucking laws and I'm safe, then guess what? I get to fucking keep it. And that's just the way it is. I just don't understand how the same political side that wants to legalize drugs that kill more people than fucking handguns do don't understand that, hey, you're going to have some fucking people that are idiots they are going to do the wrong thing with drugs or with guns. See, I'm aligned with both sides. Drugs and guns, legalize them. Legalize them. But punish people that fucking abuse them. Okay? Or that you still have to have some kind of regulation on them. You know, you don't want a five-year-old buying a fucking, you know, AR-15. And you don't want a five-year-old buying a fucking joint. But if you legalize it and make it legal, then you can regulate it. I just don't understand why right-wing people don't, don't see the drugs the same way that they see the guns and vice versa. I'm for personal freedom. I'm probably, you know, I, I, I never really read a lot into like libertarian, but from what I know about libertarians, I probably lean more that way because I just want government out of our fucking business and I want people out of my business. And I don't like when anyone says, I've never owned a gun, but I want to take yours away. I mean, fuck you. How, how dare you want to take something away from me that I find value in when you've never even owned one and you don't know anything about it? That comes from an elitist point of view, that you think that you know what's best for me. And you can't talk to other adults that have jobs, have careers, that are good, valuable citizens of this country, and you're going to take a right away from them just because you can. Just because you have some political ideology and you want to pretend like you're solving a problem when you're not. You're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. And the problem is that gun violence is predicated on too many guns out there. That's retarded. That's stupid. Because it's you you have to understand that there's it's there's more nuance to that. But your political spectrum and your uh political ideology will keep you from seeing the truth. 
because your base just wants you to take guns away. It's a shame. You know, I've been to war where people didn't have guns and they found out how to make explosives that were more deadly than any gun. And I'll tell you right now, if you look at like the Boston Marathon, the problem with the Boston Marathon bombing wasn't guns. It was someone's intent to want to do harm on other people. And as long as you have that intent, they'll use whatever fucking tool. You put a uh, someone that's trained with a fucking spoon and they can kill people with it. Maybe not as effective as a gun, but maybe it's more effective because I can walk around with a spoon and no one will ever fucking think twice. And I could get real close and fucking spoon out their eyeballs, right? <laughs> well, it's the same thing if you have a canister full of explosives in a backpack. Who the fuck's going to look at you when you're just carrying around a backpack? So what you're doing is you're encouraging crazy people to find other methods because crazy people will always do what crazy people fucking do doesn't matter if it's a gun, it's a knife, it's an explosive, it's a fucking jet or a, a commercial airline um, airliner into a building, you know, a uh, rider truck full of explosives. People are going to do crazy shit and they're going to find a way to kill people if that's what their intent is. And I hate to tell you this, you're never going to stop that, ever doesn't mean you can't try and you can't try to make the world a better place, but you have to start with the, with the idea that the, there are certain problems that are unsolvable. Most problems, they're just manageable. It's about managing problems, just like your life. Life never gets to a point where you don't have a problem. You can't be healthy and expect never to be sick. It's about management. That's the pragmatic standpoint from some dumb red stater that's lived in states like Minnesota, Missouri. Uh, I've lived in Arkansas. I've lived in Kansas and I've lived in Wyoming. All these fucking red states. Well, you know, Minnesota, I think is a blue state now. But my point is that I'm just one of those guys that Bill Maher is railing against in his fucking monologue about being so stupid that I need someone to come rescue me and convince me. And if Amazon opens up a factory here, then that will lead to operas and fucking nice clothes and boutique fucking uh, artisan fucking cheese stores. And somehow that that's going to make me not want to kill animals, be a vegetarian and drive a Tesla. And if all those things happen, the world would be a better place. Wow. You know, I saw someone on Twitter the other day giving a lady shit uh, because she was holding a dead mountain lion and showing that she killed it and then people were losing their mind. And instead, why don't more people do what I did, which I'm a smart person. I'm an extremely common sense smart person. I'm like a common sense genius. Where me, I didn't look at it as good or bad. I said, give me some context. It just was a picture. I don't know if that person was just attacked by a fucking mountain lion. I don't know if they had a fucking tag, a predator tag, or like here in Wyoming, if a mountain lion is putting your fucking uh, sheep flock or your cattle herd in danger, you could kill that motherfucker. As well you should. It's amazing. It's amazing to me 
that people don't understand that are from the people that were there's people saying that this woman should be killed that that her right as a human being should be extinguished extinguished because she killed a fucking animal i'm sorry i'm team people and i and i do not like most people but i'm still team people all right in the sense of this that you know you got to lean toward like I understand conservation. I understand, uh, you know, there's a lot of sick people out there that just want to be cruel to other living creatures. And yes, that's heinous and that's wrong. But why don't you ask for some context first? And if you've ever lived in a community like I live, mountain lions kill people. People. You could say whatever you want that, well, you know, uh, they're encroaching on... uh, or you're encroaching on their territory. Well, they're encroaching on bears' territory. So bears just kill them, right? Or should the mountain lion kill the bear? Who's right in that scenario? It's You're too busy on your moral high horse and realize that um, you can sit there and say, I can coexist with a mountain lion because a mountain lion's not trying to kill you or kill your fucking kid. Or trying to kill your fucking livestock or your animals. I have two dogs. I'd be pissed if a mountain lion killed one of them. And I'm sure if I had a pet mountain lion, I'd be pissed if a dog killed it. So you need context. But people want to simplify everything. Is 100% of this is wrong 100% of the time. 100% of this is right 100% of the time. And that is just not life. And it takes work. You know, when you're a parent and you have kids that are fighting and you just uh, put both of them to their fucking rooms and that's just injustice when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you're like, I didn't even do anything wrong. Someone came up and punched me in the face and all I did was defended myself and I'm getting punished in the same way. It feels like injustice. Well, that is the world we live in today is we don't want to do an investigation. We don't want to look at the nuance. You know that Jesse or Juicy Smollett guy that faked his own fucking hate crime? That should teach us something about the about uh, the right way of doing things. You should believe people and then do an investigation. Innocent until proven guilty is still a law and still the best way to do things. If you're accused of a crime, you're innocent until I can prove otherwise. And if you scream that you were robbed, raped, uh, assaulted, um, conned, stolen from, then you should be believed to the point where there's an investigation. But it doesn't mean that you will be believed and there is no investigation. There's a difference. Because due process worked. Everyone believed him. Then the investigation concluded otherwise. That's the way our system has always been set up. Maybe we need to get back to the fundamentals. And so I know I kind of went on a diatribe, kind of went left and right and back forth. Let me get back to the center here and close up this podcast. The point of this is the idiot's guide to politics. And idiots, I'm kind of uh, playing around with that word because that's what 
a lot of the elite people want to think that people like me, I'm just uneducated, uninformed. Well, we'll see how that works for you guys in the next election. Because who's going to win is not going to be from any political side. It's people that understand that that people like Trump, they, despite all of his flaws and all the things that people are like, oh, fuck, I don't like this guy. But he's going to give me some personal freedom. And he's going to defend my personal freedom to actually go out and achieve something myself and not put the government uh, hampering or punishing me for just trying to put food on the table and benefiting society. And they're not going to sit there and look down upon me. They're going to listen to the problems that matter. Immigration touches everybody, but it definitely touches the working man a lot more than some dude sitting in Beverly Hills or in a penthouse in New York. They see immigration as, oh, this is great because I could pay this person next to nothing and they could clean my house and wash my car and be a fucking butler for me and all this shit. They, they see it as great. But there's people in this country that those jobs that you keep saying that nobody wants, there, there are people that lose jobs to illegal immigrants all the time. You want to pretend like that's not a real thing. You want to pretend that. If Ford could get away with hiring all illegal immigrants and lower their pay or cut their pay in half, they would do it. And that's not because they're racist or they're not because they're right wing or left wing. It's because of economics. Basic economics. You need to understand that it's not always about social issues. Sometimes it's more pragmatic than that. Sometimes it is as simple as, yes, you know, there's a set of people that just don't like Jews, don't like Mexicans, don't like blacks, don't like women, whatever the case may be. But that's, you know, that's just a small group. You need to start looking at the big picture and how it impacts people on a small scale. And when you take away certain jobs that affects people now, yes, we'll listen to global warming and yes, let's look at the science and let's try to be better people as a society. But you can't sit there and talk shit about people that are just trying to feed their fucking family going how stupid you are to work in a coal mine. Well, I can tell you right now that there's people that they barely have a high school education that live here and they make six figures working in coal mines. I mean, I just don't think that you understand the impact that has on a family where if they decide not to do that, they don't have anything that even comes close to being able to make that kind of money. I mean, the next job that they can get pays, they're taking a, a, such an enormous pay cut. 
they can't make 40% of that somewhere else. You cannot ask people to sit there. I mean, I would love for the actors and actresses to go, hey, we're not really providing that much for society as a whole. So I'm going to donate a portion of my salary for this movie to a coal miner to not work in a coal mine. And since he's taking a job working uh, something else, you know, being a fucking whatever they think that they can do, and I'll make up the difference what they were getting paid. But they won't. You'll see them fucking holding out and not doing certain movies because they, they want an extra couple million dollars. I mean, that's what that whole Juicy Smollett fucking dude is. He thought getting paid $30,000 a fucking episode to fucking act, being a shitty actor, somehow he was being fucked over. And there's people that that's what they try to live off per year is what he makes per episode. And the only reason he thinks he didn't make enough is because he was trying to, well, live the lifestyle of someone that was making a lot more. But most people, if they made $30,000 um, a month, and he probably made it a week, but 30000 a month equivalent, they'd be making better decisions than him, that's for sure. So the elite people of this fucking planet, of our society, especially here in America, need to get off their high horse and actually look at the problems and maybe go to some of these places and actually talk to some of these people and realize that we don't want to be them. Just like we don't believe that you want to be us. But in a society, you need all different classes of people, types of jobs, opportunities. You're going to have your spenders. You're going to have your consumers. You're going to have your uh, people that are producing. You're going to have people that are, you know, everything. You got to have someone that farms and ranches and a truck driver to take that shit somewhere and a salesman at the grocery store. You're going to have to have a processing plant. And until you are completely disconnected from all of that shit, and I know that you like to think that um, I'm just not going to eat meat and somehow that disconnects you. No, it doesn't. There's so many things that that connect you to that industry by living here in America. You don't even realize what you're doing. You don't even realize how you're supporting it. You don't even realize where your clothes come from. All these people that say that uh, they support this and support that, they don't even realize what they're doing to oppress people in their everyday fucking lives because they only choose to be connected in one spot instead of all spots. Like like I started with uh, the whole, I drive a Tesla, but I'm taking a private jet somewhere. (laughs) There's so many things like that that dumb people like me can point out. And I'll tell you right now, I use natural gas. I use energy that's made by the coal plants. I use all that shit. And I'm not going to get on my high horse about anything. And, and But if you give me a better, smarter alternative and it's cheaper, then of course I'm going to use it. But that's the way that our society grows. That's where smart, innovative people um, have the advantage. Should have the advantage. You should encourage 
people not to have equality because you want those people to be, be incentivized to try to solve some of these problems. You just watch Bernie Sanders in your socialistic uh, America. How many of those people are actually going to be incentivized to try to change the world? You're just going to legislate people into oblivion and force them to do something they don't want to do. And there's so many examples in past societies and current societies from the beginning of time till now where that hasn't worked, but people will still pretend like we can do it. It's amazing. And they think we're the idiots. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another installment. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. You know, we give a shit about normal people. I am Johnny Doe, the everyday American, and I say that because I'm always coming from a regular person's standpoint. And I can tell you right now, if I'm fucking rich and famous and I got all kinds of advertisers and I don't live, you know, I live in Hollywood or LA and um, I'm disconnected, it, you know, it's not going to be the same podcast. I love Joe Rogan. It's my favorite podcast. I love it. But I cannot tell you how many times per week he will talk about something that he really shouldn't talk about because he is so far removed from a normal person that had a normal job you know 30 years ago a lot's changed in 30 years so the whole perspective of uh well i used to do this i used to yeah but shit's changed shit's changed so i'm trying to be the voice of the everyday american i'm trying to be the voice of people that the struggle is every single day that somebody has beaten them over the head um, and talking on CNN or Fox News about their problems that aren't living them. They're speaking for them and no one asked them to when all they have to do is put a microphone in front of their face and that's what I'm trying to do is I don't want a two-minute soundbite on CNN or Fox News. I want to do the long-form uh, conversation about this shit from a perspective of a regular person because I don't mind being wrong. You might listen to this and say, I don't agree with that or, man, your perspective is so fucked up. Then tell me. Then tell me it's fucked up. Educate me because that's the whole point of having a conversation or putting it out there is education. Kind of like what I said about you don't want to silence racism is because when you silence racism, that person can't grow and evolve. I'd like to believe that everybody, if they step on their own dick enough times, if they, you know, that they're finally going to realize that they're fucking up and go, oh shit, I didn't realize I was doing that. But I had to say it and put it out in the world before someone could correct me. You know, I've told this podcast or told this story on the podcast many times before where I had a locker partner named Felipe Ortega when I was uh, in sixth grade in middle school. And my uh, my aunt is from Mexico. And I hear my uncle jokingly calling her a wetback when I was a kid. And I didn't realize what it meant. I didn't know that it was offensive. And so when I had someone that Felipe was born in Mexico, I told him he was a wetback and he slammed me up against a fucking locker. And he said, if I ever called him that again, he'd beat the shit out of me. He might've said that I stab, he's going to stab me, but I think that's just my uh, fucking bigoted mind thinking that every Mexican wants to stab somebody. <laughs> but he told me he was going to beat my ass. And uh, the long story is we became very close friends. 
But the short story is this. By him telling me that, it made me really reflect on what that was. And I went to my aunt and I said, uh, Aunt Sylvia, um, what is a wetback? She goes, holy shit, why? Why do you want to know that? And I go, well, because I called my friend a wetback uh, who's from Mexico and he got pissed. And she's like, well, damn right. He would be pissed because this is what it means. And this is why it's racist. Because you're implying that he's illegal. You're implying that he's breaking the law because he came here illegally. And I was like, well, why is Uncle Scott call you that? Well, he's, you know, taking the piss out of me. He's joking around or whatever else. But if I never would have called him a wetback, I never would have got that education. I never would have figured it out. And I never would have understood maybe why the implication was so toxic to him. And it's important to say that stuff. It's important to understand why something you say is offensive. And for someone to articulate that um, and make it make sense. And it wasn't even him slamming me up against a locker. What it did later on when cooler heads prevailed is he was able to see that what type of person I was, what type of person he was, and we're the same person. You know, ultimately, is a sixth grader in America trying to, you know, get through life. And that conversation needed to happen, and it was an important conversation to have. But if I was so scared to say something uh, offensive, because my life would be ruined. Just imagine today I say that I might be expelled from school and be charged with a hate crime. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's amazing that how scared people are to just be themselves and talk. And even if themselves is just an uneducated saying ignorant shit. And if you think that about this podcast, then educate me. But if you don't want to educate me, then shut the fuck up. Either crack the mic and do it yourself Send me a fucking email or something on Twitter or do your own fucking podcast or shut the fuck up. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. But you can't be afraid to put your ideas out in the world, right, wrong, or indifferent. We're all human beings. We're allowed to make mistakes and we're allowed to evolve. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, you can check me out at afootpodcast.com. Um, you can check me out at Foot Podcast or just afoot. Um, yeah, foot podcast on Twitter, um, artist reboot channel has nothing to do with this, but go to artist reboot on YouTube. And if you're interested in art and maybe a different side of me, uh, you could check that out. Uh, but tell a friend about this podcast. We're always growing. We're always trying to reach new people and just get a better, well-rounded perspective of, uh, the pulse of everyday Americans. So Thank you. Until next time, I'm Johnny Doe. Be kind to one another. Peace.